0: On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 2, Episode 5, The Ghost of Harrenhal. Hall. We discuss the impact of Renly Baratheon's death. I introduce a new shitty original for Trial by Combat. And Chris announces the lucky winner of the retweet competition who gets to go with me to Culver's. Welcome to Delicious. Winter is here. Happy birthday, dear Amelia. Happy birthday to you. Woo! Alright! Yeah!
1: Guys, welcome back. As you can tell, this is Amelia Clark's birthday episode.
0: 32 years young.
1: Hell yeah, season 2, episode 5 Ghost of Heron Hall. Um, I'm Sims, obviously. My partner, CeeDee, here on the line. What's hey, up?
0: Happy birthday, Amelia. You're looking good. Aging like fine wine. Uh, <laughs> so, yesterday was your birthday. October 23rd. Yeah, October 32. 23rd. 32
1: years young. Oh. She just posted an Instagram picture that you weren't too happy about? No,
0: so she just posted an Instagram picture, and it was like, oh, this isn't a birthday I'll soon forget, and it's like, oh, that's awesome. Good for her, but there's like, it's like a shadow picture, and it looks like she's kissing somebody. It looks and like she's kissing And I don't orange. remember being there, so something is up. Something is uh, Amelia. What what's the deal? What's going
1: on? We're gonna have to get to the bottom of this. We're gonna have to get our
0: people. All right, we uh, got people. <laughs> we'll get our we need to look at our people on, on, with our people. But we'll uh, thirty two years old, and um, so she really got this role when she was young. Yeah, they got this role probably in what 2010? 2009 uh, They were no, cast. No, this really, yeah, I mean, yeah, Arya was like five. Basically, do you ever look at the pictures of when they were cast?
1: Oh yeah, it looks—it's outrageous. I, I found out the, the other day. Children, the,
0: the same exact birthday as the actor who plays Padre, the actor. Oh February right, February yeah. thirteenth, nineteen ninety-two, same day and year. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah so everyone, his full names. <laughs> you know his full name. You know his birthday. You right. need steal his identity. You're when, uh, halfway there, guys. There. All you yeah. need is some numbers. <laughs>
0: some card numbers, you got
1: yeah. it. Um, so speaking of card numbers, um, you want to announce the winner of the uh, gift card. So um, oh. if you guys follow us on Twitter, you saw that we were running a little sweepstakes. Uh, retweet for a chance to win a Culver's gift card.
0: Yeah, you announce it. Yeah, I'll announce you it. You announce it. You're the one who put out the tweet. I'm the one who came All up right. with the thing. Let's we go. do got the gift card. We posted. I posted a picture of it on the Instagram. Roll.
1: And the winner is the Moose and Runes podcast. They won yeah. they want it fair and square. So they've retweeted from their account, not individually, so I don't know how they're gonna split up the pod. Um, but yeah, so we'll just we'll just divvy it out. I mean Get, we'll, we'll get in contact with them. We'll send them the card. They'll figure out how they want to split it up. But congratulations to the squad, though.
0: Congratulations, Moose and Runes. You yeah. guys did it. Uh, you get the gift card. Uh, Chris, I believe we'll deliver it to one of you.
1: Yeah, we'll 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 get the logistics figured out, but. Um, yeah, well, I guess we'll just use this for free advertising space for Moose and Ruins now, huh? Yeah, that's free,
0: free advert space. Uh, you guys can send us a check later. (laughs) Send us a check. We'll get that internet money. We'll get that Bitcoin.
1: We'll get that good internet money.
0: Um, yeah, but congratulations. We're going to do more stuff like this. This is a lot of fun. It's a good time. Not all of them will be gift cards. A lot of them will, uh... We don't have that much money. I don't have that much money yet, yet, mostly because, uh, I don't want to directly blame the fans but the more you share, the more internet money we get. <laughs> exactly. Um, but we'll do fun sweepstakes where it's like you can win. Um, uh, uh, we'll mention you on the podcast. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll shoot you a text or an Instagram stuff like that. You can win fame.
1: But it is a spooky time of the year, though. Ooh, so super scary. I know you wanted to...
0: Bombs in the mail all over oh, the place. Oh, yeah, oh you mean fun, because right? of Halloween, right? Yeah, Halloween, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it is a spooky time of the year. Let's talk Halloween costumes, Chris. Let's what do you mean for Halloween?
1: Uh, so this year, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted. I, I want to be Steve Harvey, so basically I just get, like, when I, when I, I'm, I don't have the stones to actually shave my head and go bald. So I'm just gonna get I'm just gonna get like, like one the of those bald wigs, yeah. yeah, and then just put a thick ass mustache. A on.
0: beautiful mustache. Yeah.
1: Silken perfection. Then just wear a suit and then I'm Steve Harvey. Maybe maybe uh ask some people some outrageous questions.
0: Yeah. To, yeah. Uh, I like funny Steve Harvey. I don't like a show where he tries to be like a advice giver. Where he like you know the Steve Harvey show that he had oh, at like right. three o'clock, yeah. he was like a direct yeah. competition with yeah, Maury. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. makes sense to me. I don't like that Steve Harvey. Ma- Maury's the king in the game, man. He's my Halloween costume, I got a great one. I am gonna, so I'm gonna wear a little tutu, right? Okay. A little tutu. I'm gonna wear a chef's coat, a Gordon Ramsay chef's coat. Okay, and I'm gonna wear a beret, and I'm gonna be John Beret Ramsey. <laughs> that's all right. I mean, probably that? a little tasteless because it's, of course, John Benet Ramsey. It's the, the little girl who got murdered in the 90s, the famous cold case. I didn't
1: even know who that was, right? So that's why. No.
0: For those of you, for John A Ramsey fans out there, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm being John Barry Ramsey. I think it's genius. Okay. It's, it's pieced together. It's a very vague reference. I love vague references, and I also want to be David Koresh. So hopefully, I got a couple things going on. Another one. I, I was I would going to push be a hom- hard for the David David Koresh. We're big David Koresh fans. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. But also, I want to be a homeless giraffe that's carrying around broken toys. I'm going to be Jeffrey. Oh the yeah.
1: yeah, that's tight. It's tight. That'd Giraffes be really cool, actually um yeah that's that well you're you're a big uh 90s guy huh you got you got the um, you got the the girl who died in the 90s you got um the the toys r us which was big in the 90s and then you also have uh david David koresh Koresh. who was also died in the 90s he died in the 90s but he lives in our hearts to this day so you're you're a big 90s guy you're 90s baby to the truth um Last year, actually, I dressed up as Bill Cosby. Yeah. Well, I did two costumes. I did Bill Cosby, and then I did Ray Charles once. Nice. Um, but Just I all got, the
0: famous black guys you can see.
1: I kind of accidentally, well, not accidentally, but I posted a picture of me as Bill Cosby. Yeah, on it turned Instagram. out to be regretful. And um, I got, I got, you got some smoke. Yeah, I caught some, some heat for that one because uh, <laughs> apparently it's not PC to be Bill Cosby and walk around with pudding pops in a pill bottle, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> drop skittles and people's drinks, so that, that wasn't a good idea. Um, but, you got yeah. some internet
0: smoke. Yeah, uh, I got some the picture down, here. You did take it down. I
1: did take it down once I realized how insensitive it was. But Not it was, worth the smoke. It was yeah. also pretty funny.
0: Right. Like, you got to weigh the, because uh, stuff strikes home with people, but also it's like, uh, can you laugh at things? Yeah, please. Like, please, <laughs> please. 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 Please <laughs> just
1: fucking laugh at it. Please. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Don't put yeah. me through this. Yeah. Um in two thousand two, like you were a plane and you were like, What? <laughs> <laughs> time
1: has uh, flown. It has literally flown. <laughs> um so wanna get into the
0: Whoa. review now. Uh, man. Yeah. Well birthday episode. Oh, <laughs> big birthday. Congrats, Amelia. Amelia text me. <laughs> text me next time.
1: Text me and, and tell me what's going what's on with going on. that other Let me know. She got her yeah. you see
0: she got that short haircut? Yeah, Rocking looks it. great.
1: Rocking oh my it. god, oh, absolutely oh. crushing the short hair. She's she like you said, she's aging
0: like a fine wine. Winter man. man, winter all day long. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> all right, start day.
1: us off here. Give the people what they came for. Oof,
0: well, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're starting off with our review, um, and we'll start. So season two, episode five, the Ghost of Parent Hall. We open. Kat is in the Renly camp still. Her and Brienne of Tarth are in the tent with Renly, uh, just discussing certain things and Kat saying that Rob has no interest in the Iron uh, Throne. All he cares about is being king of the north. And then, um...
1: She kind of closes the deal here a little bit, right? She
0: does, because Renly even says, like, that's fine. He just needs to swear an oath of fealty to me. And she's Mm -hmm. like, well, what is the wording of this oath? And he's like, Starks and Baratheons for years have worked together. Their friendship kept kept the kingdoms together. And, of course, like, this is kind of like... Kat knows that Rob isn't really going to swear an oath of fealty, but, like, they have a common enemy. She needs Renly's numbers. And they can figure it out later after they take care of those guys. But Exactly. But then, remember from last episode's ending, the vagina ghost mm-hmm. that the Red Woman gave birth to, which is Stannis's form. Shadow. He Shadow. comes in. Yeah. His form comes in. Everyone's freaking out. Stabs Renly in the back, and not the kind Renly's used to. <laughs> this is a kill shot, folks. This is a kill shot. Right through the heart, and he dies. And Brienne and Cat freak out. Um, the men come in who protect Renly, and they're like, oh, shit, Brienne of Tarth must have killed Renly. Brienne kills those two guys, and her and Kat have to flee.
1: It gets real ugly right away there. I mean, it's Bedlam. As soon as he drops and then those guys come in, Brienne has to drop both those guys. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like you mentioned, kill shot. Not to be confused with money shot, which is what Renly used He's to. He's used to the money back. shot, yeah. 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 Uh, so <laughs> from there, we actually—and and actually towards the end of the scene here— um, They, like, are kind of freaking out because Stannis' army is now pretty much at their gates. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they mentioned that he's only about an hour away, and Littlefinger's still trying to kind of weave his inner workings um, and get the Tyrells on the Lannister side. Yeah. So he's like, okay, like, speaking to Marjorie Tyrell and um, Loras, they're like, yo, you guys got to get out of here. Like, shit's going to go sour really quick. So well, especially
0: that, since yeah. the Bannermen are going to flip immediately. Right. All they want exactly. is a Baratheon. These are Baratheon loyalists. And once Renly's dead, they're like, yo, Stannis, what's up?
1: Yeah, exactly. So then from there we go to King's Landing, and Cersei is pumped up about the fact that um, that Renly just died. And Tyrion, still the, the more cautious one, the more calculating one, is basically saying, okay, well, just because Renly died doesn't mean that. Those guys are just all going to go home. They're going to flip, like you said, over to Stannis. Who's a better leader. Who's a better fighter. Exactly. A bigger threat. So we still have this major issue here. Cersei's sitting there getting drunk and acting like they won the freaking war. Um, and, And this is another scene where you just see the polarity of the Lannister family. Like Tyrion and Tywin are really the only two at this point that are holding the whole show together. Jamie's um, still
0: captive. We haven't seen him right. in a while.
1: Yeah, but Jamie, even still at this point, he had that hot head, like, oh, I'm just going to do whatever I want kind of attitude. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he would have been of much help there, anyways, if he were to be there. And Joffrey's
0: um, still a little prick, you know. Right.
1: And then Tyrion asks about, okay, so what's your plan to defend the city now? Because, you know, we got to still figure this out. Cersei's withholding information from him, so Tyrion takes to his new informant. Lancel. Lanny Land. Lancel Lancel
0: Painter's Hat Lancel, <laughs> Our favorite character. La- La- how are you, Lancel? Big fan of the podcast. Big
1: friend of the pod. Um, so yeah, so he t- get, basically gets the information that Cersei is planning on using Wildfire solely to defend the city. Yeah. Um, which, you know, we'll see how that plays out later, but... Yeah, it's a weird strategy. Like, I mean,
0: Bronn has his reservations about it, which we'll right, see later on. Right. Uh, from there, we have a quick scene with Davos and Stannis. It's a really quick scene where... Davos is like, yo, Stannis, the things I saw, like, re- your brother's dead, it's, it's a shame he had to die, and and Stannis says something like, I'll grieve for the boy he was, but not the man he became. Right. Um, it's his brother, Just stone face allowed him to die, but Davos is more worried about the fact that Stannis is using this witchcraft. You right. know, he says she's a foreigner, she praises foreign gods, the red woman that is, who gave birth to this killer ghost that killed Renly, and uh, there's a great line that he says to him that I'm going to bring up a little later. But it basically is like, you know, your, your, your men believe that when she tells you things, you do them. Right. So what kind of leader are you?
1: Yeah. And you can't, I mean, the thing, it's one thing to... He's pussy whipped. He is pussy whipped.
0: Which, I've seen the red woman, and I'll be honest, <laughs> if she told I would do it. Um,
1: I mean, it's one thing to actually, you know take King's Landing, right? Physically go in there, raid King's Landing, and you take it. But it's a whole other thing to be able to hold Westeros. As we know just from watching the show, and this is only season two, that the loyalties of these people just, you know... Uh, ebb, ebb, ebb and flow, I guess is yeah. you, uh, yeah. the best way to
0: put it. We see uh, later in the episode. There's already peop- unrest going on. In right,
1: exactly. So you can't have you can't have someone who everyone sees as a foreigner and using all this witchcraft and stuff to basically become king and expect the people to respect that position. So that's where Davos is coming from, where he's where he has these reservations about.
0: Mel. Love Davos. Great character. Great character. Great character. Very important character. A voice of reason. Yeah. Very underrated, in my opinion. Me too. So Davos.
1: Uh, next scene we're in King's Landing and Tyrion's walking here we go and like you said I mean people are openly speaking out about the royal family there's discontent um, in the street and everything so the Jamie
0: and Cersei rumors yeah. which are not rumors that we know but they're starting to become pretty prevalent in people's mouths this right. one dude says he's like the king and the queen or the king the queen's brother lays with her you know they're just yeah. basically everyone knows they're having like monstrous children they and call stuff. Tyrion a monkey yeah a like a little monkey. demon monkey yeah. he's like oh who are they referring to and Bron's like you and he's He's like, what? <laughs> it's
1: looking great. Um, and then
0: from there... Uh, from there, we go to um, Winterfell. Or not Winterfell. We go to the Iron Islands, yeah. where Theon is trying to lead the crew of the sea bitch, his little vessel. And uh, he's there like, I am your captain. And they all are just laughing. And like even Yara makes fun of him. And he realizes that none of them respect him. Because in the Iron Islands, respect isn't just given; You have to take it. Right. You have to take it. And uh, exactly. he talks to a character, and the actor is actually in a lot of movies he's talking to here. Which yeah. at this point, I think is a small but He's in The Witch, which was a really good film. Um, but this actor he's talking to, he says, uh, is kind of just saying to Theon what we've always said all along, which is, you know, you got to take respect in the Iron Islands. And Theon realizes that they want him to do a small raid of Little Fishing Town. But he could use his men to create a distraction and then take Winterfell. Right. And that is what they're planning. And, and Theon finally grows some balls. Unfortunately, they're short-lived. But this is Theon's time, he thinks, to make moves. And exactly. it'll prove costly in the end for him. But now, at least, right now, this is how he... And Theon really struggles. Am I a Stark? Am I a Greyjoy? What am I? Which is sad. But at the same time, he makes book. Whereas Jon Snow always seems to make the right choice. Theon is the opposite. Every choice yeah. is the wrong choice. Strictly oh, business.
1: Yeah. I think it's I think it's uh like you mentioned last episode, maybe like more in his ethos. It's just his personality is just dickish and is always trying to um, be like that cocky individual and he's a in of everything. He's yeah. a flexor. He's one of yeah. those dudes
0: who's like, oh, I had a pretty good weekend. And then he's like, well, I had a great weekend. Yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, yeah, I completely blacked out. And then, I like, drank 76 beers. Yeah, and then and you, look, you watch the film, he has like two beers and like, two beers throws throws over. He's <laughs> off in the bushes. Um, but yeah, but um, like, he, I mean, you touched on this, that actor, the way that he phrased the whole scenario, it made it seem to Theon almost as if Okay, well, Baylon put me in this position to yeah. maybe like see this advantage to take. Testing him, yeah,
0: exactly. Whereas, whereas Bailon, he's just not smart either. They're just they're brutes, and they yeah. think we'll just take and take.
1: I think Yara is the smartest out of the she of the is. Clan she is, yeah. But, um, and then from there we go to Heron Hall.
0: Great scene. I love these Tywin scenes. Oh, so he's a good. great actor. It's so good. Shout out to our friend Jack Howard, who told me the only characters on the show he respects are Stannis Baratheon and Tywin Lannister. <laughs> I'm not surprised. By that by yeah, he's gonna means. grow up and be Stannis, basically. Well, the best
1: the best part about Tywin scenes, and again, he's here at a war council. They're always it's a it's a macro picture, right? It's always talking about the whole scenario. It's not just like Fantastic a one actor. Scene. Yeah.
0: The actor, too. The guy does a fantastic job. Yeah,
1: and he's... I mean, he's hes a boss. He's clearly in charge of everything. Uh, but anyways, they're starting to reach the realization... Well, not starting to. They actually have reached the realization now that Rob is a good commander. And he's not just going to make stupid mistakes like they thought they would. Um, so Tywin basically laying down the law to his war council here. And then um, to make the point, he asks Arya, Okay, well, where are you from? Arya starts out lying...
0: And Somewhere then, in the south. Yeah, and, and he's then like he's bullshit. like, no, you're, you're from a northern North. girl. yeah. And
1: then, like, kind of investig- investigates, like, asks what she's heard about Rob Stark. <laughs> excuse me. I'm actually um, going to. We touch just had on Culver's. This.
0: you have to excuse yeah, me. Yeah, so the I'm like, going to a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: but I will uh, touch on that scene a little bit later. I don't want to ruin it now, but it's more, the more segments. Oh, okay, yeah, good so, for you. She does a yeah. great
0: job. Yeah. Um, And from there, that was the Taiwan of his cabinet. Ooh, and actually, towards the That's end of that
1: scene, I didn't mean to. I uh, cut you off there, but I forgot something. Arya no, my mistake. Walks I cut you of off, Chris. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Tight.
0: My that mistake. Ain't no that ain't no problem. No problem. will watch <laughs> uh, the table we'll get better. we we'll
1: <laughs> um, Arya is leaving the War Council room, and on her way out, she runs into Jack and Agar, kind of freaks out at, on him, like, oh, you're one of them now? You had a choice to make? And Jaqen was like, um, you know, like, you had a choice to make, too. You're the cupbearer now for one of them as well. Um but I and she was you. like
0: weird flex, but okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then uh but Jack and Agar, long story short, ends up being like, Okay, well you saved my life and two others. That's three lives that the red God didn't have to take.
0: Oh what's um, the quote. Um the only way to pay for the only way to pay is for a death. life's debt. Yeah. Great line.
1: And um so basically he owes her three lives and this is where their relationship
0: really begins. If she is to say a name to him, he will kill person right. whose name she says. Mm-hmm. And is this the scene where she says the first name, or does she do that later on? Um, I think she... I'm not sure, actually. I think she says it here. I think she does say it here, actually. She says the, the torture guy, the tickler. Yeah, or the she tickler. says, she's like, the guy who tortures everyone, he goes, a man needs a name. Yeah. And she says the tickler, and he goes, he's like, say no more, fam. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I got this. I like, I know that dude. I bumped into him the other day. Uh, and then we go north of the wall. This is our first scene north of the wall in this episode. Um... If you've been listening to our review, you'd know that. <laughs> so they're going north of the wall, uh, and J- John and Sam and Lord Mormont, all of them are traveling basically, and they're mm-hmm. they're trying to meet up with Corn Halfhand, and it's because they're getting ready because they know Raider is going to be up to up to some bullshit, mm-hmm. uh, who is of course the king of the wildlings. You know, they talk about the War of Five Kings. There's really like at this point six kings, yeah. seven kings, yeah. a queen. You know, yeah. it's a lot There's of kings. Hella kings. Hella kings. We have got a queen over there. Um, But so this is going down. They're just traveling a little bit, a lot of good lines. And, you know, they even teach you a little bit of what the horns mean.
1: Oh, One right. horn,
0: ranger returning, two horns, wildling attack. And then Sam's like, and three horns is, you know, um, white walkers. And they're all like, they don't exist. Yeah, you. Get the fuck out of all here. All y'all saw the white walkers say, hey. Yeah.
1: And I hate that they all say this and they are, are are all aware of, like, there was a white at the wall that like yeah, killed him. They're all yeah. still
0: like, well, could have been anything. Yeah. Could have been a crackhead.
1: Could have <laughs> been a crackhead. Got a hold of the, the wrong rock. stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, but, um, so they're all, and, and the thing that drives me nuts is, like, there hasn't been many Sam and Gilly scenes. Right. And Sam's like, Gilly would love it here. Yeah. These yeah, aren't yeah. pussy whipped. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I think she's the first Girly woman scene. who's ever, like, given time him time of day. Yeah. Well. Other than his mom and sister.
0: Yeah, that's true. Girl.
1: And he's not Jamie Lannister, so he wouldn't be into that. Oh,
0: Jamie Lannister. Oh, no. <laughs> and he doesn't look like Jon Snow, so it's like, he's got to get it where he gets it. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, but actually, kind of a nerd point here. Uh, so. Point and, us with your nerd. And this is kind of kind of nitpicking like I'm glad that the show did it the way they did but in these scenes north of the wall it's like negative degrees Fahrenheit right so these people are like walking around with like their faces wide open but like in reality in the books, they have, like, scarves covering their face and hoods up and stuff, yeah. and if you expose any skin, you're going to get, like, frostbite, so. Yeah. But, obviously, in the show, you have to be able to tell the difference of who
0: the people are. Yeah, you're not so covering Ken I mean, Harrington's face. Yeah. That's a moneymaker. Yeah. I mean. Exactly. His face in this season is essentially Khaleesi's boobs in season one. You got to get him out. <laughs> out in the open. People got to see him. And then you could hide it later on. Yeah. But you got to at least let people get, you get gotta... it.
1: No, yeah, but it's way different, obviously, when you're, you know, taking something and putting it in a, in a video form, you know, it's going yeah. it's going to be different. For sure. Um, so from there we go to King's Landing and Tyrion's meeting with this uh, pyromancer who's making all this wildfire for Cersei to defend the city. They have up to 7800 pots of wildfire already, which is an outrageous amount. It's a lot it's a lot. That's more than you'll probably ever need. But, lot of smoke. <laughs> um, towards the end of the uh, of the scene, Tyrion goes, "All right, you'll no longer be making wildfire for my sister. You'll be making it for me." Yep. So now he's getting more
0: than the 7800 already. Um, they're preparing for Stannis' raid. And yeah. Bronn is skeptical about using wildcards. He Bronn says, really He's like, sad. what happens if we drop it? Right. What happens? He's like, You know, they're not going to be standing still. He's like, The thing is, is well, we're throwing shit at Stannis. Stannis' is guys to be throwing shit at us.
1: Right. And what happens if one of these people like, shits his pants and drops
0: the thing? And then King's then Landing's a, sudden, a fucking fire. Yeah,
1: exactly. So.
0: Uh, and from there, we go uh, across the narrow sea to Karth. Uh, right? Koth. <laughs> Koth. Did you watch, you watched this episode this morning? They clearly yeah. say Karth. I uh, no, uh, yeah. Last week you were like, "Serious?"
1: No, 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 wait, time out. Um, what's her name's camp? Danny's camp says Carth. the own dog and those guys still say Koth all the time. Okay, well, I'm gonna go with
0: yeah. Karth. Yeah, that's fine. When in doubt, I side with Daenerys. You know that. Um, Wait, if you want to side with the trader of spaces, then go right
1: <laughs> ahead. But I I'm going to side with Daenerys. the trader of spaces. I'm just a, I'm just a trader of spaces.
0: <laughs> uh, and at this scene, Daenerys and Dorea are playing with Drogon, my three favorite D's. Daenerys,
1: oh.
0: Daenerys, Daenerys Daraya, and Drogon. That's three good boys right That's there. It's a little baby
1: Drogon, too. A little little baby it. Drogon.
0: It's a little baby Drogon. I know it's so cute. cute. And um, and and her other helper is still like very Dothraki. She's mm-hmm. like she's not a princess, she's a Khaleesi, and it's just a kind of a throwaway scene where Daenerys is still skeptical of the fact that this rich man gave her a dress. She's like, the last rich man who gave me a dress sold me. Right. Um, but this is, like, at least these three people, Daenerys, her two helpers, you know, one of which is Daenerys, are just kind of just shooting the shit a little bit. And I gotta say, beautiful, beautiful. And Daenerys, I tell ya. And Drogon, all beautiful in their own right. Huge fans <laughs> of both of them. Uh, and things are going good right now for them.
1: It is, and they—I mean—they just got out of the red waste, so now they're buying a little bit more time being alive. But they have a little garden party there. Yeah,
0: yeah, they have. Oh, that's right—they go to their little garden party in, in Kurth. Um <laughs> <laughs> So they're in the, the Garth, uh, garden party. It's kind of like a little—it's popping. Things are getting cool. Khaleesi's meeting a lot of people. She meets the warlock. What a creepy guy yeah, he is! Piat and there's like Pry. he can. What's his name? Pyot Pri. Um, so Pope Pri. Um, there's and he can like. Uh, manifest several visions of himself, mm-hmm. or duplicate. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's it's weird. It's is horror there, wizardry. I mean, it's horror wizardry. I, what it he, is. he? So he's, he's
0: a dirty boy.
1: Th- it's all illusions, right? So in the beginning of the scene, he has her stare at this diamond or whatever is this emerald, whatever it yeah. was and then she looks up and then all of a sudden there's two paiaprees and they're both talking and it's it's just kind of it's kind of weird but uh, yeah. that's what they do they they do all this stuff and they they hang out in the house of Odi, uh, of the undying and they right. drink this stuff that makes you see shit. Um, they
0: basically just they're just potheads from back then. They're basically just stoners. They stay in their parents' basement. They're like, yo, this is the house of the undying, bro. <laughs> yeah. Let's get super duper high and see shit. Yeah. Well They yeah, eat Doritos except, all day. So
1: <laughs> yeah. they're probably like just consistently drinking like acid as opposed to like smoking weed Yeah, and
0: this dude is as creepy as you can shit. make him look. Yeah. His head is he's bald, but he's like a veiny head, uh his lips are like blue. He's just chugging some fucking Powerade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> some blue Powerade. Yeah. And then uh kind of a smaller part of this scene, but there's this lady in a mask that Kind of appears to Jorah, right? And she goes, "She's, she's like, hey, it's, it's on you to protect um, the Khaleesi. Like, she's going to get a lot of dangerous stuff going on in the next, you know, for in the foreseeable future, and it's on you to protect her. But we don't really get introduced to who that is at this point.
0: I honestly don't remember who she is.
1: her Her name's Quaithe, Quaithe maybe.
0: Probably Karth, and you're just saying no, <laughs> no, no, no.
1: It's uh, yeah. But anyway, she's she's more of a big figure in the books. Um, she's actually speculated to... She's from shy, so she's like from where Melisandre's from. Uh, but they speculate that she was once a slave because a lot of times um, they put face tattoos on you if you're a slave. So she covers the so face. So she covers it up. mask. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so then from there we go to Cat and Brienne. Uh, they're in the Riverlands at this point. They travel pretty damn quickly to get, the, to get all the way up there that fast. Um, but Brienne's basically convinced that Stannis was the one who killed, um, who killed Renly, and Kat's like, you know, I, all I saw was a shadow, I can't confirm that, and Brienne's, you know, hard-headed as ever, she's right, but she's hard-headed, um, and then, yeah, she so has the shape of Stannis Baratheon, right, and then at this, at the end of this scene, she actually swears to an oath to protect Kat and her family, right. um, which, I think Kat accepted this oath because she sees a little bit of Arya and Brienne.
0: Yeah, quick rebound. Uh, Brienne's a quick rebounder. Yeah, she... Well, and I actually... She's my, just looking for someone to swear oaths to
1: <laughs> In my Westeros history minute, I'm going to get into why she's like that.
0: Oh, that's um, interesting. Wow.
1: But yeah, but so... But but just I wanted to point that out. I think Kat sees a lot of Arya and, and Brienne.
0: Yeah, Arya, again, we'll see this down the road, but Arya's kind of a fighter. Sansa's the right. like prissy one. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, Rickon's a bitch. <laughs> so. It's All true. Yep. Uh, and from there we go, actually, speaking of the devils, we go up to Winterfell. Bran is doing warden shit, right? Because he's in charge of Winterfell right now. So what is right. his name? Is he's the warden right now? Well,
1: he's the, he's the
0: lord of Winterfell. Lord of Winterfell. But a, it's, a Stark must always stay in Winterfell. Right.
1: But there's a lot more weight on it now because yeah. the North's an independent kingdom. So now maybe something that could have been voiced to, you know, the queen or the king in king's landing going to is going
0: brand. to brand and he's like supposed to be a kid well he is a kid yeah and he's in charge of all the shit so brand is doing warden shit Rickon's being a little bitch he's like smashing nuts on the table <laughs> because he's just like he's a kid and they're in charge of this shit he's yeah. like brand's right hand man is his younger brother like that's so weird and he's I just mean, yeah he's just, he's just, just being nuts, a kid man. doing kid shit i mean he probably should be in a cage somewhere he's fucking rabid this kid um but anyway so brand who's still a normal boy at this point uh, some guy's like, yo, all my sons are helping fight, and he's like, it's okay, we'll give you some orphans, and they'll help you with your farm, because him and his wife are looking for farm help, and it's like, mm-hmm. showing that brand is actually, they do this with so many of the Starks, they're all smart and noble and yeah. good leaders, and then Sir Roger comes running in, and I forgot the name of the town.
1: Um, was it's, it Torren Square? It's yeah, Torren Square, Square, you're right.
0: Torren Square is under siege, and they're all freaking out, they're like, how could a Lannister army be this far north of snuck past Rob's defenses? Um, and he said, Send, take all the men you need, Roderick, and I think it's like 200 men, right. and Roderick's pumped, he's like, good call, Bran. I'm gonna go fuck shit up yeah. in Torrance Square, but this is a diversion, is what it is, this yeah. is Theon's only good decision, He's well, it's not good if you're a fan of the Starks, which I am, I view Theon as a villain at this point, but if you're an Iron Islands fan, which if you exist, fuck yourself, what a weird <laughs> thing, what a weird thing to be a fan of, right. literally the worst Thrones listener ever, uh and fuck yourself. And if you listen to this <laughs> podcast in your like, don't stop listening. I don't want you to. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: well, I, I think it's a dumb decision I think, on Theon's part. We'll get to that later on.
0: He I mean it's like it he but literally reaps the rewards for twenty minutes and then it's yeah. strictly fucking business. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean you can't you can't hold I mean he fits what, maybe sixty to eighty men on that ship, if that.
0: I mean, Well and then uh, listen. The North takes care of business. Yeah, like you can't
1: you can't hope to hold a castle with that many people. You can I mean, no. But
0: this is what they're doing. Sense. They're going to take Roderick and their men all up to torn, torn, um, torn Square. Square. Square, and it's going to it's uh, it'll be a unfortunate situation for the North for like five minutes. Yeah,
1: and then um, we go back north of the Wall, and they're having kind of a, a summit. Um, Mormont is talking to Corin Halfhand. And they're planning out what their next move is going to be. The wildlings know that the Night's Watch is approaching. At this point, they lit like a signal fire, um, yes, so that they can like warn Mance Raider that the uh, Night's Watch party is approaching. So, um, Corin Halfhand, who's actually probably the best ranger at this point, um, after of course Benjamin is Benjen in there too, probably. He's he's missing, long, unfortunately. Um, so Corin's like, okay, well. Mance knows all our moves. Like, there's nothing we're going to do that's going to surprise him. So we have to act a little bit more like the wildlings, meaning we're going to go a little bit incognito, go stealthy, try to get behind them and cut them off, and then eventually kill Mance Raider in in the cover of darkness. Right. So, um, John actually volunteers to go on this mission. I think it's only about five or six of them that are actually going to go and and, uh, take on these different smaller wildling parties. Um... And Mormont actually agrees to let him go with him, to let John go with Corrin, which is a defining moment in John's storyline.
0: He's now a ranger. Yeah. Longer sewer. Exactly. Um, Yeah, it's a great scene. I love the scene. I love you. You learn a lot about how the horns, the blow of the horns works, and how all that stuff goes down, Mm -hmm. uh, which is good. Um, And from there, unless you got more to touch on that. No, that's all I got. From there we go back to uh, Karth where Khaleesi is shown the safe in Karth by, um, what's his name, Daxos? Yeah, Zaro Zone Doxos. Zarozone, do- Autozone Doxos. <laughs> <laughs> um, shows her the safe he has, because he's the richest man in Karth, and he's like, there's no way to open this safe. I've had the greatest, you know, safe Locksmith crackers and, and locksmiths and, uh, that everyone tried They can't. It's, it's this thing around my neck that does it. And Khaleesi's like, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> uh, no, but she, he's basically saying, if you marry me, I'll give you money, power ships the things you need to get to Westeros mm-hmm. and uh and he also says like by the way Jorah's like mad mad into you and she's like really? he's like yeah and she's like oh shit which like to be a girl and not knowing a guy's into you how?
1: well I don't know dude girls are infamous for friend zoning guys and like I feel like and then some of doesn't. them know and some of them are just not aware of and Jorah's this. just like Khaleesi look at this dick pic <laughs> What do you think <laughs> they did have a really awkward scene um, where Danny and Jorah are talking.
0: Later. She, yeah. yeah, well then he comes in and she's like, ooh, I got this deal lined up. And Jorah's kind of like, no, you can't do that. There's better ways to go about this because every deal you make, they will expect something in return. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think Zoro's own doxus almost knew that Danny was going to have that talk with Jorah as, as like her advice. That's like. why he hit her with that prequel. Yeah, exactly. So that she had a little... Um, Skepticism or like a reason to doubt Zoro's advice there, uh, which is a good, a brilliant move by by Zoro.
0: He just uh, wants the smang. Uh... he wants the dragons probably. Well, in the book, he's actually gay. So. Well, I would have bet yeah. the trade of space. Is <laughs> he, he might be too. I we'll might be, yeah, those warlocks, what are they up to? Yeah, who knows? Who uh, knows? Um, we'll get our people on it. We'll yeah, dig. We'll, <laughs> we'll, get our, we'll get our we'll research we'll committee out what's on, going it. on. <laughs> um,
1: And we'll have some more on that scene later on. Really quickly, segments.
0: if I can jump back for one second, jump I missed back, one jump thing jump that on I in. wanted to say was before we leave Winterfell, Brandon Osha have a quick thing, and he says Ooh. he had a bad dream where the sea came to Winterfell, and mm-hmm. that's the Iron Islands. They're the sea. And Whoa it must have just and it's it honestly, when the sea comes to Winterfell, it's like the exact opposite of Hurricane Katrina. It's like a light misting rain. It's bad for a couple seconds, and then the sea goes back to the sea. Fuck the Iron Islands. Yeah. Fuck As a yeah. staff record label and a motherfucker. Right? <laughs> but
1: um, I mean it Winterfell Winterfell's not fine by any means after no, that though. But, but we well, start to
0: learn that these premonitions of Bran brand mean something, and honestly, right. The people they send to go clean up the mess turn out to be a lot worse than the Iron Islands oh, yeah. ever fucking were. Oh, yeah. No spoilers, but guess no what? No
1: spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler.
0: Spoiler <laughs> so, alert.
1: From there, Dad we boys. go to Hall and there's just, there's a scene of just Gendry jacked and tan, welding a new sword and stuff. What a good boy he is. Dude, and then and then He's Arya's all greased just, up. <laughs> Arita's over there eating and just checking him out. Checking it's, him out. Do yeah, you yeah. think
0: they smang season eight? Dude, no. I, I don't think that. I think there'll be a quick. It'll be like an oddly long scene of them just smanging. Oh. and everyone will be like, "This is weird, dude." I think. Well, all right. Do you think Arya we'll, is against we'll get, smanging? We'll get, we'll get into that later. I get that, that, that she's a fighter, but do you think she's a non smanger No,
1: I don't think. I don't think that at all. I think that one of them. Well, okay. I'm not, No spoilers, man. All right,
0: we won't spoil not it. We're not doing it. We're not going to do it. But I think she smangs him. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, but after, he's all greased up after that Bale, scene, Like a young Christian Bale. Yeah, he at, looks like Batman. <laughs>
1: After that scene where he's uh, greased up and, and welding, Jack and Agar, well, you don't really know that it's him at first. All of a sudden, you just see a body fall from the top of the screen, and the tickler is all, he's got his neck twisted all the way around, and he's dead on the ground, and then yes. Aria looks up, and she sees Jack Dang. and Agar there chilling, eating an apple. He's just oh.
0: hanging out, yeah. and he looks at Arya, and he does, like, the like when you run a finger down your face, like, tear. <laughs> he does that, and I was like, he's got lines. He he's has a badass. Yeah, I he love Jack. He's actually one of my favorites, which is weird to say. Yeah. But he ranks, I think, the top 35, at least, of my favorite Game of Thrones characters.
1: Did we, did we mention him in our Mom Rushmore of uh, Best Warriors than we no went over?
0: Is he even beatable, technically? He's, like, a, a weird... B you
1: know, that's tough. Like I'm one on one, I I mean
0: Yeah, if he was a Pokemon he's Ditto. Because he's anybody. Yeah. Every well, Ditto can more. That's into the thing,
1: it. like if like if you're putting them like one on one in like a Coliseum type setting, maybe he can be bested, but I Yeah, feel like, like if can like, kill him, but like yeah. in
0: Battle of Wits. Yeah, right. Er, I think there's no better assassin than him. Yeah,
1: oh no chance.
0: I think he'd be number one in assassins. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Arya and later. Arya and him, that's true, but I, she is well, well yeah. becomes a pupil. But, yeah.
1: So, that's the episode. We probably spoiled a lot of no, stuff. But no, no. No spoilers. <laughs>
0: no spoilers. None. Everything's fine. Nothing's fine. We'll add it at all. What, uh, what What? What? are you going to give this one for your rating? Oh, my rating. So, we're starting the segments now. So, what, what rating are you going to do? <laughs> my rating... I gave it a five. Oh, yeah? It was a little boring for me. Okay. Um, I... Uh, like I said, I don't need battles for it to be a good episode. But it, it just bored me a little bit. I remember... I watched it and I thought, okay, okay. You know, I've rewatched some episodes that I, you know, I don't remember a lot of stuff that happened in this episode yeah. because I already watched it. And you yeah. watch it and you're like, oh, this is good, this is good. And But I rewatched this one and it, it bored me a little bit. So I give it a five. Um, and there was no Rob the Throb Stark in this one. Uh, I give it no Rob Throb <laughs> no and I deduct Throb. a few. No Hound, I deduct a few. Uh, I would have given it a four, but there was no Horror Wizardry Shea, so I had to knock it up to a five. So. Okay, I
1: like that. Well, I also get, get, got my rating a little bit of Shea Curve here. Shea
0: Curve, but no Rob Throb. Well, you know. HGB. I'm not, I'm not deducting Did you hear he's in line to play? There's the rumors he's going to be the next James Bond. Really, the guy who plays Rob Stark, Richard. Wait, Madden. I thought Idris
1: Elba was the next. There's a from. lot of
0: debate right now. and The rumor is that he he has a new British film coming out called like The Bodyguard or something, and it's so impressive that he's that Richard oh, Madden shit. is in line to That's be pretty tight. Yeah, right. Good Rob for Stark. him. I'm pumped.
1: So I'm actually, I'm giving this one an
0: 8. Whoa! Yeah, so. This pretty, is like the first time you've been higher difference. than me the entire time.
1: Ah, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to give it a 7.5, but I get, like, again, Shit. we got the no shave, shave curve. No shave. <laughs> <laughs> um, She's shaved. Now, here's my reasoning. There's a lot of journeys began, and there's a lot of fates sealed in this episode. So for example, you so have you have Kat and Brienne. Yeah. Um, she, Brienne makes her oath sworn, so that sets her story arc for the rest of the for the rest of the series. Um, same thing to an extent with Kat. Um, Arya is now, you know, True. fully engaged in this kind of she knows what's up with the assassin stuff, kinda.
0: And she meets Jack and the guards, but Right. So Renly's
1: dead. Journey started there. Um Renly died, fate sealed. Marjorie um, and Loris, right? Theon actually started his journey, but also kind of sealed his fate at the same time. That's right. Um, so I thought there was a lot of implications in this episode, so that's why I rated it at the eight.
0: So there were at least seven seals right there. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out to
1: David Koresh. Shout out to Shout David out K. David Waco, K.
0: we're big fans of you, you cult leader, son of a bitch. We Those love seven you. Seven seals. David Koresh. A, yeah, there were seven seals there. That's good. I mean, that's true. That's true, and it's a good thing. I think just as an episode for me, it was a little boring. Uh, but I think from here, I I, I I can agree with that. There are some episodes coming up, I was going to pull up my HBO now, um, to look at the next couple episodes, and I did a little watching ahead the other day, and we got some exciting episodes coming up, but like we said, battles don't always equal great episode, except there are like three great episodes that are just battles.
1: Which which I can't wait to cover. Though, Me neither. Here. I mean but this really edge. we're just trying to get through this shit. I might this. show up in just like full blown like football equipment, like football pads Me and helmets and just too. get up. and we can just we can just bang we can just bang whoa, heads. Whoa. Not not bang like no. We could just run into each other. Yeah, I'm just gonna show up in the like
0: time. in night you know other. Full night suit <laughs> like the metal mask. <laughs> this was a Boy. bad decision. <laughs> uh and from there with the next segment. Um Best line, Yas Queen.
1: Best line, Yas Queen. I'll go first. You want to go first? Go yeah. right ahead. Yeah. You, you're
0: rating lost, so. There's no winner this I know. Or loser in I know. <laughs> this is for the old gods, the new gods will be the base god to decide.
1: Will be. Will be. Uh, So my best line was from Stannis to Davos, and I think this might be yours too, because you mentioned that you wanted to revisit this later on, Um, but uh, Stannis says, hard truths cut both ways. Not my best line. Ooh, okay. Um, But yeah, Stannis to Davos, when Davos was basically saying, it's my job to give you hard truths, like, I'm your number one advisor, no one else is going to do that, and uh, Stannis tells Davos that he has to... Get um, funs has to lead the fleet into King's Landing or into Blackwater Bay. And then my Yas Queen was um, from Tyrion to Cersei. Schemes and plots are the same thing, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious because Cersei's just like, you know, you're, you're always coming up with your little schemes and plots. And Tyrion just goes, schemes and plots are the same thing.
0: Yeah, he puts her on notice with that one. It's crazy. She's like, you son of a fucking bitch. Great stuff. I ought to fuck you silly. Uh <laughs> no, but she uh, yeah, that's a great line. I do love that. Sorry, folks. I was just uh Snapchatting Chris doing this. A little sneak peek for everybody. Oh, just give nice. him a taste. Okay. Um That's tight. Yeah, send me your Snapchat names.
1: No, no. I'm <laughs> retweet,
0: retweet. Yeah, retweet, retweet, and retweet. you can win sending us your Snapchat names. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible decision! Don't do it. Unless,
1: what do you got here? So, my best
0: line. I got two best lines. Ooh! I do this a lot now because I love dialogue. Big dialogue guy. Davos to Stannis about the Red Woman, which is, "You won these men from Renly. Don't lose them to her." Okay. Great line. Um, Same scene. That was a good. Same scene. That was a good scene. Um, and this this was my original one, which is Cat to Brienne about Renly. It happened so soon in the episode, though, that I always get backups, where she says, you can't avenge him if you're dead, which applies to, like, every episode of Thrones. Someone dies, someone's pissed they're dead, and they immediately want to make an irrational decision. There's always someone right. there who's like, wait, no. Yeah. There's a great meme where it was like, what would you do if you won the Powerball? And this guy tweets, uh, I would immediately masturbate because I need that post-nut clarity. (laughs) Which is like everyone in this show needs a little post-nut clarity. (laughs) clarity. Like, I don't know how to explain this to our female listeners, but as a dude, right when you're done doing that, you reach this headspace that's just so, like, you're floating in time.
1: I would say that female listeners had the same post post nut clarity (laughs) clarity. Post-o-clarity. Post-o-clarity, yeah. 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 Good for you guys, too.
0: Oh um, and then my Yas queen is Tyrion to Lancel. When Lancel's getting out of his little, like, buggy, Tyrion pokes his head out, and he goes, Lancel, please tell my friend Bronn to kill you if anything were to happen to me. And Lancel turns <laughs> to Bronn, that. who's standing right there, and he goes, kill me if anything happens to Lord Tyrion. And, like, runs away, and Bronn's like, with pleasure.
1: <laughs> Dude, is just like, at this point, he just cracks me up. In the beginning, he was kind of annoying. But he gets like,
0: annoying again. Yeah, he does, yeah. He's hilarious right now, but... Any Anytime Tyrion and Bronn are on TV together, put down what you're doing. Just listen. They are oh, going to yeah. crack in the Hound, too. Not the Hound yet, but later on when the Hound's... Not to say who he's with, but when he's traveling, they're fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. The, you need that in the show. It's so heavy. You need some comic relief. You need some comic relief. Oh, yes. Yeah. It can't just be strictly business.
1: So, next segment, we have hottest, hottest moment. moment. I'll go first. Okay.
0: Let's mine's not fantastic, but what? it's it's important. And my hottest moment uh, was the scene with Dorea and Daenerys into the next scene, where she gets all dialed up. Daenerys in that dress, with the long right. silver hair. Yeah. She's looking like a little snack. And with I was two hungry. A snack with two Cs. Mm-hmm. And I was ready to to pounce, let me tell you. But okay. unfortunately, she's a, a fictional character. There's a TV between us. And uh, you don't know how many times. I mean, my TV, I, I, I keep Windex by it.
1: Oh, man. All right. Relax, buddy. Um, so, yeah. But no, there... There is a little bit of significance <laughs> in that scene, though, other than you nope. getting shit on the TV. I didn't get it. I just meant, uh, like how a dog uh, yeah. drools out like a uh, window. Uh, I didn't mean yeah, anything okay. else. Okay, sure. Yeah, there was dogs, no dogs drooling our windows. All right. What? Th- yeah, they do that all the time. Yeah, okay. The all right.
0: There's no actual winter. All right. It was okay. a respectful thing. She was looking classy.
1: Okay. Well, again, some significance in that scene. <laughs> you see. You see, uh, Danny like actually coming into her queenly form, and she realizes oh, yeah. that she's not going to be able to just, you know, be hard headed and mm. be Khaleesi all the time. She's got to got to be Daenerys. She's got to be she respectful people she's with. Yeah, exactly. A little political, a little politician
0: style. Yeah. Um, they got a recording so, so. of her with Blagojevich, and she's like, "What do you think about Obama's Senate seat?" And Danny's like, "Oh, I like that." <laughs> and, I like. That. Oh yeah, and oh wait, is it? All I'm saying is, is not that. What well, you think? I'm just going to say Daenerys. Mm-hmm. She just looks beautiful in this scene. Amelia Clark really looked gorgeous, and I was watching it, and I had to rewatch because I didn't hear any of the dialogue. I just like saw her face, oh, and it was gosh. like, "Do you believe in love?" In love? <laughs> I could <can>
1: hear. <laughs> uh, so my hottest moment was shout out share. <laughs> big fan of the podcast, A huge fan. <laughs> so uh, when Tyron was talking to his war council, and then he grabs Arya. We kind of touched on this oh, in, when we were going through great it. scene. But um, Arya lies in the beginning, says she's from Maidenpool. Tywin's like, no, you're from the north, aren't you? She says, yeah, I'm actually from uh, Barrowton, I think she says. And um, Tywin then asks, well, how do you feel about Robb Stark? And, yeah. she, and she gets into all this stuff. They call him the young wolf. Sometimes they say he changes into a wolf and, and that he can't be killed. And Tywin goes, well, do you believe them? And then Arya, just straight-faced, staring Tywin right in the eyes, just goes, no, anyone can be killed.
0: Yeah. And, it, dude, and Tywin but, locks eyes with her, and they both have this moment. Of, like, it was so good. Her. It was so good. She's still smart to lie about where she is from, though, because if oh, she said yeah. Winterfell, I'd be like, "What? who the fuck you is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: exactly. Well, she'd become a hostage right away. She's, I mean.
0: Then it's immediately like, is this a Stark?
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, so I thought that was just awesome, just having her going one-on-one with Tywin like the that. The great one. You can tell at this point already that she's just fearless, like. But she's smart though, like you said. She's lying about where she's from. Um. So from there we go to your favorite segment. Wanna we'll throw a history minute?
0: Well, I got to do uh, uh, just a quick shout out to that scene. I mm-hmm. was going to be one of my best lines, and I didn't do it. Was when she said, when he says, "Do you believe that the young wolf oh, can't be yeah. killed?" She goes, "No, anyone can be killed." Because yeah. it then zooms in on his face. They just lock eyes so good. It so is good. a hot moment.
1: It is. Uh, that's that's my best part of the episode. Well, it's my hottest moment of the
0: episode. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's your house moment. WHM.
1: Yeah, so um, Westworld's History Minute will be a, a little bit quicker this week because there's a smaller topic, but I wanted to give a little background of
0: Brienne of Tarth. Which is ironic because she's like the biggest character on the show, physically. Physical, well, the mountain is. That's true. Yeah. For, for females, she's second. the biggest. Yeah. Well, um, Daenerys' is ass. <laughs> um,
1: so she's Thick. obviously from Tarth, as her name implies. Um, House Tarth is seated at Evenfall Hall, which is you know on the island of Tarth. She was always an outcast. She grew up, um, you know, kind of the same way that all ladies grow up in this uh, in this uh, you know medieval setting. They're trying to be a proper lady and formed in courtesy and all this stuff. She was never really into that. Um, she tried to, but she always got rejection and disdain because of her looks. And so she decided to kind of pivot into a warrior role, which she had a natural talent for. You know, she was always bigger than all the guys at the time. Strong. Um, strong, quick. So, I Good mean, calves. it just kind of, it's just, just kind of naturally. Had a great
0: combine. <laughs> had great
1: numbers at <laughs> the combine. She naturally transitioned into that warrior role. Um, before that, though, or I guess kind of during in her adolescence, um, she was betrothed three different times. The first, Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, the first of her um, suitors actually died of an illness. The second one rejected her at first sight because he said that she was a freak, which to me, in 2018, being a freak is like a cool thing for your suitor. Um, but I guess not back then. It's not no, cool. yeah, you
0: want freaks nowadays.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then you want a lady in the sheets,
0: but, or well, la- a well, lady, no. the a well, lady in the streets. a in the sheets, but a freak in the streets would be really
1: unfortunate. Yeah, that'd be yeah, bad. That'd be weird. Because then you just have to take her to the streets.
0: Yeah, um, you're doing lights off missionary, and then in the streets she's fucking yelling at birds. <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: her third suitor actually said that he would wed her as long as she like promised to be a proper lady. Yeah. But she said, I'm not going to do that unless you can best me in combat. And then they had a one-on-one combat, and she beat the shit out of them. <laughs> um, so that's that's how her um, Fantastic. weddings ended up. Um, but yeah, so... And then kind of just a touch on her character. All this constant mockery and rejection kind of causes her to, I guess, easily give her loyalty to people who accept her. And that's how you ended up with, you know, her handing over her loyalty to Renly and then handing it over to Kat in that scene in this episode. Um, so, yeah.
0: That's how she handles rejection. It's sad. I never knew any of that about her.
1: Yeah. She's pretty... She, she's an interesting character and I like her story arc. Her, her story arc is one of, the fav, one of my favorites in the she's show. She's fun to
0: follow. Great character. I yeah. really enjoy her. Um, and from there, we'll go to Thrones for Dummies. Yes. Which is yeah. tell us about a very mysterious character that there's not much out there about. Uh, no one... A man, Jack and Hagar.
1: A man. There's no one. Uh, the world, that's right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's not much information because, like you said, he's he's no he's one. No one. You know. Yeah. He is um. No. As as far as like what we're seeing so far, we're we're learning that he's a very talented assassin. We don't know where he's from yet. I don't know if it's necessarily a spoiler or not, but um, the, there's a guild of assassins from Bravos. They're called the Faceless Men, and Jack and Hagar is one of them. Um, he's a very prominent member of the Faceless Men. And, One of the
0: highest rankings by far. Right. right and that you he see.
1: He has the ability to uh, be able to recruit people, and he sees a little bit in Arya. Um Not going to really get into the nuts and bolts of that, because we'll see that in the next few episodes. But um, but yeah, he's, he's a very skilled assassin. He has the ability, I don't know if it's necessarily magic or not, I guess there is some sort of magic there involved. There is some poor
0: wizardry. Yeah. Aura.
1: But he has the ability to be able to take the form of different people's faces and um, obviously put on their clothes and stuff and, uh, yeah, assassinate people that way. So
0: he's great. Great character. One of my favorite characters. Yeah. He's, Very mysterious. He's
1: badass. Yeah. And he, he has like his own like ideology where he's not just going to kill anybody. No. He's not like a, he's not like a mass murderer, but, um, uh,
0: you pay for a life. You pay for a life of death. Right. It's a great line. It's really, I think he is one of the better characters. Um, thank good you for show. that Chris Good answers Good
1: answer Good, good answer. answer
0: Survey says ding, ding,
1: ding. <laughs> Yeah
0: We'll play Um. So let's get George a date We're not having success let's getting George it. a date He doesn't have God willing He's got some years left He's got to finish that yeah, book. He's gotta, yeah
1: he's got to Yeah he's got to finish Two books
0: I don't even read the books And I'm mad he hasn't Finished them Because he's dilly dallying
1: Well as soon as season eight's done I bet you're going to start Reading those damn books He's a
0: procrastinator I might I don't know I'll probably just watch the show Over and over again You gotta
1: open up. You gotta expand your horizons, man. Broaden your horizons. Wrong. Sounds great. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. Listen, my horizons are already used. I got great
0: horizons. (laughs) I have the best horizons.
1: (laughs) Um, So I'll go first. Please do. I'll get him a date. Um, Mine is Eli Manning. Oh shit! And I actually I I took some notes as to why I think that they should be together. Um, They're both. Pretty old now for their considered for their individual professions. Yeah. Um. Also, they're also not the most attractive people. No. So you know, yeah, uh, you, you know, you know, put put two fives that's, together and that's a ten, right? You that's know, right. Figure yeah. that out. And then um, they put a also couple pick
0: sixes together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they also continually ask their fans for patience. So,
0: that's true. You know, Eli. He's brutal to watch. It is just brutal. This year has just been rough. He doesn't like. He doesn't even have like the balls to just be like. I'm bad. I might as well throw a jump ball to Odell, which is the worst part. I prefer bad that's like at least ballsy bad. Yeah. It's like Brock Osweiler for was, his career. He's been ballsy bad.
1: Yeah. Give the guys a shot. Yeah. You know?
0: Eli's like, Odell's got one-on-one coverage, but this checkdown that's two yards away from me. It's just right there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's why he's got like a high uh, completion percentage, but his passer rating's like 60 or something Yeah, like they,
0: they, get, they punt. He gets three straight completions, and they're like, oh, third and four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll get George a date for me is another athlete, Chris Sale. Oh. Chris Sale. So there was this lie going around on the internet that he had a belly button ring infection. He doesn't actually have a belly button ring. That was a joke he told the media, but he was sick. He had a stomach flu. But Chris Sale, uh, he's a lefty. Ari is a lefty right oh right so yeah. he loves lefties um and Chris Sale kind of is tall and skinny looking kind of like the um weird warlocks from Karth oh, yeah. when I saw the warlocks I thought they kind of look like trailer trash Chris Sale looks like trailer <laughs> trash it works um and also I, I think George needs uh, a guy like George George likes a thick bitch who can quick pitch and that's what Ooh, Chris Sale is love that. and Chris and him Chris Sale, George R.R. Martin, Chris Sale, his team is gonna win the World Series. I don't see the Dodgers beating the Red Sox.
1: He's a he's a six he's a sick fuck. He could throw a quick knuck. Oh
0: Ooh, I like, like that. that. How many of these knuckleball? Uh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah, that's,
1: really that's good stuff. yeah. I'm a you know, two athletes this week actually. I feel like that's Yeah. Rad. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I, that was, and we didn't do that on purpose. We never, we don't plan anything, folks. That you hear, except the only thing that we pre-write is the um, <laughs> the West intro, West West history and minute. you have Westeros oh, West yeah. planned. But other than that, it's off the cuff, which is fun. I uh,
1: didn't know George liked jacks like that, though. Good for him. Oh, yeah, man, he know. he
0: can sniff a jack a mile away. Oh yeah, he's a jack jockey. Um, so from here we go to nice trial. Tonight. Oh, and
1: those oh, titties. titties! Oh, oh, oh! oh, oh you oh, forgot about those. Oh no,
0: I got, I got, sauce, sauce <laughs> boy. Oh man! Oh, oh, man. oh shit! What is yours? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so mine is actually that scene um, where Jorah kind of confesses his love for for um, Danny a little bit, and she's yeah. like, she's skeptical about his advice about not taking Zorazondaxus's <laughs> <own Dox's> help, <laughs> and yeah. um, Danny's like, well, why should I believe you? Like, you know. What what do you think that I'm so important for all this stuff? And George just kind of like low key professes his love for her, and it's kind of awkward. Like you can tell in the faces of both actors that they like that's what's meant to be going on. You know, like it's an awkward scene. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so I, I just thought the awkwardness was my what was my unnecessary titties there.
0: My unnecessary titties is Rickon being allowed to sit at that fucking table with Bran. <laughs> he shouldn't be allowed to be there, folks. Let me tell you something about Rickon Stark. He's slimy, he's greasy, and everyone's like, oh, he's just a kid, he's a little piece of shit. He has the Stark name, and all the other Starks are classy, likable people, and there's nothing likable about Rickon. Nothing at all. You, you John like... is more of a Stark than Rickon will ever be. He oh, shouldn't facts. have been there. He's over there crushing nuts on the table while Bran is trying to handle business... Of the entire North, they're trying to keep the North in line. Bran is trying to handle important shit, and you let your little brother there, who doesn't know the difference between the hole in the ground and his own asshole, and he's <laughs> fucking shit up. They're making yeah. the family look stupid. If I give me ten minutes with Rick, and I'll straighten his ass out real quick. I'll grab him by that curly fucking head of hair and slap him around a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, fucker, you crossed the line. Um no, I think uh I think those are valid points, but you sound a lot like um those negative campaign commercials though, you know, where it's like Rick listen, and Stark is yeah, a piece of shit. <laughs> let me tell you something about Rick
0: and Stark. Uh but that's how I feel about Rick and I don't trust him. Let me tell you something, Chris. I love you know how I feel about the Stark family. Rob the Throb, Ned the Head, <laughs> John, John, John the Bod. I love these guys. Okay. I love the Starks, I even like Bran, I love Sansa, love Arya. And then they just throw in this little piece of shit. The total black sheep of the family. <laughs> Folks, if you listen to this podcast, Joffrey, every villain in Game of Thrones at least serves a purpose. Rickon is the fucking aardvark of the family. It's an animal that is like, what is this for? doesn't make any sense. If I was Ned, I would have, that kid would not have seen the light of day. Jesus, dude. <laughs> no. Tell
1: us how you really feel.
0: Fuck you, Rickon. And the actor who plays him, him him fuck you, too.
1: Send him up to Craster's
0: key. Send him up to Craster. Let Craster do what he does to the boys. Alright, now it's your favorite We'll just cut in what I said. Now it's time for a trial by (laughs) combat. Smooth transition. (laughs) Alright, so this is actually... I'm trying to broaden my horizons. This is um, another shitty original. But I want to do soap operas. Those daytime soap operas. General Hospital, you've heard of. That's a famous one. Uh, What is it? One Likes to Live. Um... Beautiful, beautiful soap operas. And soap opera acting is great. Uh, many Emmys won by soap operas over the years. So I have my own soap opera. It's about a man who gets... Don't look at me like that. It's, I'm laughing looking at you. It's about a man who gets in a car accident severely. He's, But he's not dead. He lives. But he gets severely mangled. Specifically his dong. Gets okay. severely mangled in the uh, car accident.
1: In the in the wheel in the in the yeah, it's wheel. in
0: the wheel. Okay. Don't ask why it was in there, but it was. Uh, he likes the, the sensation of when he turns. But so he's in there playing a little uh, uh, wheel of fortune with it. Um, but so he gets mangled in the car accident, um, and the doctors tell him they're like, "Your your penis will make it, but you only have one. one, one. The
1: oh, next time you ejaculate, it's
0: game over. You will never ejaculate again, and you'll never get a boner." That's it. You have one left for the rest of your life. And it's oh, a dark, man. it's a story. He, he has to decide. It's about a man who finds himself. He, he has to decide if he wants to find the right girl or just the right video or what he wants to use this nut on. <laughs> um, so the show is a soap opera. And I, again, I'm branching out. Yeah, you gotta,
1: and, You've got to try to find your wife, right? I mean, that's a...
0: That's his choice, yeah, though. It's yeah. what is he going to do based on the person he is. And imagine that for a minute. Put yourself in his shoes. You know, what would you do? You have one nut left. That's tough. And it's like, will he beat it? Will he bang a girl? Uh There's an episode where he's sleeping, and he's like in the process of a wet dream, and he has to force himself to wake up. That's a oh, good episode. Man. It's a dark, scary episode. Uh And this show is called uh, <laughs> One Nut to Give, <laughs> written... And produced oh by John Sheedy. What would you do? You can't. I mean, it. that's
1: yeah, that's that's tough, a scary man. every time
0: you. Because think about how often you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you get a voter yeah. and you're like, I guess this has to be taken care of. Now, this guy's got one.
1: That's gonna that has gotta be does rough he, because that really like you. I mean, do you actively try to avoid like sexual, sexual stuff or intimacy, do you, yeah. or does he
0: have to find his wife and be like, listen, we can only have one kid, and I'm gonna or does he just randomly bang or does he jerk it That's or maybe
1: like get like a like a Russian mail order bride and then
0: just do it that way you know? I don't know I'm This out. and this is what the whole show is about it's him finding the answers episode 1 yeah. is car accident episode 2 mangled dick episode 3 through cancellation when he uh, <laughs> is him determining what he wants to do with that
1: alright alright I mean I, I, I can get behind that I mean maybe
0: one nut to give
1: I would think maybe like making a, a, a PG version of it nope Maybe like, uh, like he he had like real like heart problems or something. So like, um, after that accident, he could only like fall in love once or something.
0: Sounds great. Doesn't work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then you know that way. That way, maybe you'd get right. a little bit more viewers. This is uh, no.
0: This is essential. It's essentially Beauty and the Beast, where the wilted flowers like losing rose petals, except it's his wilted dog <laughs> losing spunk. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh! All right, I'm in,
0: dude. So yeah, don't up. listen. When I pitch the shows, I don't need you changing them to make them PC we're, for TV. We're, we're
1: brainstorming out here, all right. We're uh, we're trying to get the we're, listen. We're trying to get it. We're trying to get rich fast, all right. That's and, true. And, That's and, true. That show sounds great, but no network's going to pick it up if it's about a mangled dick.
0: (laughs) That's for sure. So me and you get, we are somehow allowed to sit with producers and be like, all right, listen, picture this, mangled dick. All right, so we open on a mangled dick. We zoom in nice and tight. It's all fucked up. (laughs) This thing, it looks like if you beat up a hot dog. (laughs) Oh um,
1: man! But yeah, ten out of ten. It was great. Yeah, it's great. I like episode.
0: that. Uh, the Shady Originals folks are getting good. So, if you should say so yourself, huh? yep <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll um... next week's like, alright it's already bullshit <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> at it and I'm pumped I can't okay. believe I had an idea alright
1: so we'll see I mean this was a cool episode because um, we, we got to get some um, we yeah. got to get some birthday wishes in maybe we'll do like a Halloween themed episode next week because it's when's Halloween the 31st is a Wednesday or
0: Tuesday um, I don't know today's the 24th and today is what Wednesday so it's Wednesday so it's Wednesday. 7 Wednesday. days from now
1: okay sorry so yeah, Halloween theme. That Look episode. at this math, dude. Yeah, we did oh yeah, that yeah. nice,
0: <laughs> dude. We did it. We
1: fucking did it. Wow. All right. Fucker. So, oh, congrats, Runes again. Um, we'll congrats. get in touch. We'll be in touch for that. Thank call you for all those card. who retweeted, though. Oh yeah, thank you so much. We actually, had a
0: UK contingency. Thank you, we guys. did. Yeah, we, appreciate we,
1: we had some uh, top of
0: the morning. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> we had
1: some new followers, so yeah, That's we appreciate right. the support, guys. Love that stuff.
0: Uh, anything else you like to add? That's all I got. Continue to follow us on Twitter. And Instagram, at DeepThronesPod. Thank you guys very much. And uh, hey, Amelia, who the fuck is in that Instagram? Uh, Hit me up and let's straighten this out.